So the draft you was a couple of years ago, but what was that process like for you um, from what you remember? Yeah, no, I guess it was like six years or so now. It feels, it doesn't feel that long ago, but I guess it was. Um, yeah, for me, uh, going into my junior, junior summer, kind of the big summer, I end up uh, getting hurt. So kind of like missing that whole summer definitely uh, affected me a little bit with the draft stuff. Didn't really get to play in those big tournaments over the summer. And then, you know, just did a bunch of uh, workouts throughout the winter, um, some stuff like that for some teams. And then, you know, high school, high school baseball, which uh, in New Jersey isn't the, the greatest. You know, we play a short schedule of 20, 25 games, maybe. That's if without the bad weather in the beginning of the year. So we're lucky to get 20 games in. But, you know, I, you know, I was doing my best, you know, when scouts were able to come out in those few games. And then from there, you know, I had some interest reaching out. Uh, the Red Sox seemed to be like the ones that were, were uh, on me the most, I would say. Um, so had a lot of contact with them. Uh, Ray Fagnant with his, the uh, area scout. Um, he does, he does, um, what is he? Some area code stuff. Really good dude. Uh, I've actually seen him probably like once a year at the spring training or run into him somewhere. But yeah, he was he was out of almost every game. And I remember um, the day I think it was the day of the, the third round of the draft, you know, after I got selected, uh, he actually came down. He drove to my house from Massachusetts, you know, that day and came and had dinner with my family. And, you know, that was a, a big selling point for me, you know, that I felt like, you know, the Red Sox were interested in me. You know, I uh, I went a little lower in the draft than I thought, but you know, that, that was a big thing, you know, it meant a lot, him coming down to see me, you know, I felt like, you know, they, they did want me, even though I didn't go as high as I would have liked. Yeah. That you've got this one before, but being born in New Jersey, were you a Yankees guy? So um, yeah, grew up a big Yankees guy. I don't know if I got any posters in the background here, but yeah, I'm in my, my house here in my room, but yeah, I grew up a, a big Yankees guy. Derek, Derek Jeter was kind of my guy. The <laughs> guy to look up to. Yeah. And also, so far in your minor league career, how has each level challenged you? I bet, you know, pitching's going harder, but how has kind of each level challenged your approach? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, moving up, you know, everyone says it'll be at each level. Uh, for me, I think the biggest jump was definitely double A. You know, that's what people say. You know, the biggest jump is is going to double A. And, you know, there's definitely some adjustments I had to make th throughout the year this year. But, you know, I think – just sticking to my approach, you know, no matter who's on the mound, you know, sticking, sticking to what I feel confident in and, you know, not getting away from my approach is a big thing, but yeah, definitely the jump to double a was probably the biggest adjustment, but obviously minor adjustments from level to level. Yeah. And also in 2020, you know, having that season off, how would you use that to your advantage to kind of work on your game? Yeah, for me, I think, you know, I think I said it before, but, um, for me, 2020 was, you know, a blessing in disguise for me. It was one of the best things that happened to me. I was coming off of the 2019 season in Greenville, which was low A at the time. 
Uh, got hurt, missed a couple months, and then battled some injuries throughout that year. So, and, you know, didn't perform well, whether it was, I, I won't blame on the injuries, but, you know, obviously not seeing, not getting at bats, missing a couple months, you know, obviously didn't help, but obviously struggled with some things there. And then, you know, coming in the off season, you know, you usually have only three or four months to really, you know, get ready for the next season. So having almost like a full year was a time for me where I could really, you know, dive into my swing and, you know, work on some things and, you know, expand, you know, kind of, and like dive into some things, try new things and see what works. Usually, you know, in those short off season periods, you don't really kind of skeptical to like make a big change here, you know, you don't really trust it yet. But for me, like having all that time, it was just a time for me to really, you know, dive into my swing and, you know, find what worked for me. So, like I said, it was almost a blessing in disguise having all that time to really, you know, refine my approach and refine my swing. Yeah, did you kind of work on your power during that? Just because looking at your stats, it's like that 32 homers the last two years have shown a little bit of a power stroke. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I wasn't necessarily power. As for me, you know, I, I try and be a, a complete hitter. You know, for me, it's not always just the home runs. Like, obviously, I take pride in, like, having good at bats, you know, walking, on-base percentage, all those things. You know, for me, I want to be a complete hitter. And obviously, the power numbers, for me, you know, those things come when, you're doing all the other things right. You know, you're you're having good at bats, you're walking, you'll take a single here and there, and then, you know, the power numbers will come. Is there a player or kind of a couple of players that you model your game after at all? Uh, so for for me, I kind of – I mean, I was a big Bellinger guy, you know, when he was had those really good seasons. I kind of like watching him standing, standing straight up, kind of gotten a little wider from there. I uh, love watching his swing. That's kind of when I started standing straight up. I think that's where some of those pa- that power those power numbers came from. And then obviously like Votto, the well probably in my opinion one of the best hitters in in the game, if not the best. Kind of going into that was something I really worked on in that 2020 was a two strike approach where it kind of go into a no widen out no stride. And I think that's helped me a lot. You know, I had time like I said to kind of mess around with those things and. You know, I found it. I found it to be successful, and I feel like it's definitely helped me. You know, see see the ball better, recognize pitches better with two strikes. You know, I feel like I've been walking a lot more since then. Just being able to own the zone with two strikes, choking up, put the ball in play, instead of always just trying to hit for power. Yeah, no, if I was good, when I'm a, when I'm not watching the Sox, I'm watching the Pirates. So he's for a lot of damage over the last couple of years. So. Yeah, he, he's a good hitter. Yeah. Uh, so I know you've, you know, you know firsthand all the talent in the Sox system. Um, I know you got to play alongside Sedani this year. What was it like to kind of just watch his rise um, in Portland when he got called, called up there? Right, yeah. Uh, so I've kind of known him for a little while. I uh, My first year when I got drafted, uh, they sent us over to the Dominican Republic for like a week. Uh, they call it like a, it was like part of Instructs. You go to Instructs and then you go over there for a week and kind of, you know, play a couple games and then, you know, just kind of see how, how different it is over there and, you know, see what those guys are, are doing over there grinding. And um, I actually met him there, you know, and I thought he was a really good player then. And then, you know, I've seen him in spring training. This was the first year I played with him. And I mean, I saw him play this spring training. I was like, wow, this, this guy, (laughs) this guy's pretty good. And then, 
you know, obviously heard about him and uh, doing damage in Greenville, doing everything. And then, you know, watching him coming up to Portland and then getting to play alongside him in the outfield. Just, I think that's the most impressive thing is watching him play the outfield, you know, ball goes up and if it, if it's in the, if it's in the park, he's going to catch it. It's absurd, but no, he's, he's unbelievable for a guy that size to, to hit for power and just do everything he does. He makes the game look so easy and it, it's really impressive and fun to watch. He's super fun to watch even while you're playing, like just watching the things he does. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Is there anything that you've been able to kind of take uh, from his games? Do you guys have been playing together the last couple months? Yeah, no, I definitely just try and watch him in the outfield for sure. You know, I, I want to become a better defender and I don't think there's, there's anyone better to watch than him, you know, just watching his first step and the way, the way he goes after the ball, his reads off the bat, you know, even in batting practice, just watching him, go and catch everything and you yeah. know like that for me is is something that I know I need to work on and being able to be alongside him and watch that is has been beneficial for me and other guys around him for sure I bet you guys have just I watched a lot more Portland games probably the second half this year you guys have a really talented group down there yeah it was uh it was almost like a a different team in a way we had a couple core guys that were there all year you know Koss Hamilton myself and then, you know, so a lot of guys came up from Greenville and they kind of fit right in, you know, the first half then we weren't great in the first half, but we kind of had a hashtag second half dogs thing going in the locker room. And, you know, we were just confident. I know we, we were just having fun and we played together and those guys from Greenville, like I said, came in and Rafaela, Cavadas, Benelis, all those guys came in and did a great job and, it, it was fun for me. It was the first year I made the, the postseason in the minor leagues. So it was really an exciting time clinching in Somerset with those guys. And, you know, we, we ended up falling a little short, but it was, it was an awesome experience and it was great. Yeah. That was, that was moving my next question. What that, what that was like. Yeah, no. Yeah. For me, it was the first time. So, you know, we were always, we were kind of right in the, they're in the top three. It was us, Somerset, and Hartford in the second half. You know, Somerset clinched the first half, and I think they're winning again tonight. I saw some; they were up fourteen nothing in like the fourth inning. There, that team is one of the best teams I've played against. Just almost, they got all their prospects there from pitching to hitting. They they do it all. But no, the experience. You know, like I said, it was it was kind of us three, Hartford, Somerset, and uh, and us and. We, you know, we kind of had a feeling, but we knew it wasn't going to be easy. You know, it came down to that last week. Um, Hartford kind of fell, fell, fell out of it a little bit, and we knew we would have to beat, we'd have to beat Somerset for the second half because it would have went to the overall record if Somerset won both halves. So we knew it was, it was like we controlled our own destiny. We had to win the second half. And, you know, getting to play Somerset that last week, it was, it was fun. We knew we only had to win two, two of six going in and to win the first two was awesome, you know, a clinch and then kind of relax for those last four and get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I bet I did. I covered the river dogs a little bit. So I got to see minor league baseball playoffs for the first time. Yeah. And I was just surprised with the atmosphere and it was, it was a cool thing to see. It's almost like, cause obviously over a long course of the season, it can be uh, repetitive, you know, like playing every day, but, you know, kind of those last couple weeks um, and then those two games in Somerset, it just felt like a, a different 
different atmosphere. Like these games, you know, what I mean, you're playing, you're really playing to win. Obviously, you want to win every game you play, but like you could just tell it was like a different atmosphere. Everyone's locked in. Everyone wants to win. You know, every pitch is so important. Everyone's just trying to win. So it was, re- it was really fun. Yeah. I was wondering, what's one piece of advice you've gotten during your pro career that's kind of stuck with you? <sighs> Oof. I would say the biggest thing is, you know, just taking it one day at a time. I think that's a, a big thing. You know, you're playing so many games and obviously you're going to have those 0 for 4s. You're going to have 4 for 4s. So it's like being able to just take it one day at a time and not let, you know, a bad day turn into a bad week or a bad month. You know what I mean? If you can just take it one day at a time and, you know, just enjoy enjoy it instead of putting so much pressure on yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. I know early in my career, you know, I would let those kind of a bad game turn into a bad week, you know, chasing the numbers. And for me, I think along with that would be to not look at the numbers. That's something I've kind of done the last two years is just not even look at, not look at the numbers. It's hard. You kind of have an idea of where you're at, obviously, but, you know, just don't look at the numbers. You get so caught up. Oh, I need to go one for three today to, get my average up to 260 and you know you you eat yourself alive so if you can just kind of stay away from the numbers and just just take it one day at a time you know it makes it a lot easier mentally and I think obviously a performance for me has gotten better and as you look towards 2023 what's kind of your biggest goals um in terms of what to work on this offseason yeah for me obviously continue to become a better defender that's that's one thing that I uh, take pride in is you know I want to become a better defender I think that's one tool that obviously I need work on and obviously improves prove my speed as well um, and like I said just become a just continue to become a complete hitter obviously the power numbers weren't were down a little bit from last year but you know it was a new league and you know that jump to double a you know it kind of took me a little bit to kind of make an adjustment but you know I feel confident in my approach so going into 2023 is just you know become a better defender, you know, work on my speed and then just continue to trust my approach. And I think the, those power numbers will come back. You know, I feel confident in my swing and my approach. And I think just sticking with that, uh, be ready to go for 2023. Yeah. No one kind of non-baseball one. Um, what's your favorite thing to do when you're not on the diamond? Oof. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, I, I like to spend a lot of time with my, my family. Um, but I would say golf is up there, even though I'm not not very good. Uh, And then obviously playing some video games here and there. You know, I just got PlayStation 5, I think, last year. but haven't really had a whole lot of time to play it. So, you know, I like to enjoy playing it when I I have the time. Uh, The new uh, Modern Warfare 2 is coming out in a a month or two. It's coming out soon, so I'm excited to play that. That was one of my favorite games when I was in uh, growing up, so... Oh yeah, when I was like in middle school, that was that was the that was it. So I'm excited. You know, they're supposed to be making a Warzone map with some of the maps in it. It's gonna be. I'm excited for it. Then my last one is: What would be your favorite baseball memory from like any any level? If you had to pick out one in particular, oof! Favorite baseball memory. Oh, I think obviously. Oof, there's a couple. I mean, I have to go with making the playoffs this year. I is definitely up there for me. You know, clinching on that, clinching that game. You know, I ended up hitting a home run that game, and 
you know, it was just, it was awesome for sure. Um, I think last season, you know, hitting that 24th home home run or I guess it, whatever it was to break the record. Now, now Northcutt has it. So that was good for him. He, he shattered my record. Like he's a really great player and, you know, I'm happy for him, but that's definitely up there, you know, breaking that record. That was, that was fun. And then, um, I would say probably playing high school, but just high school baseball, you know, I, looking back, you know, it was almost just, it was fun. You know, you're playing with your friends, guys you grew up with and, you know, playing to win, playing for, for state titles. You know, we ended up my freshman year, we fell short in the, the championship, but being a part of that, I think, obviously, you know, the successful moments for me are the ones that I remember the most, like making the playoffs and stuff like that, for sure.